This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under, this is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along, it's another edition of the Big Bash Daily, I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger, good to have you with us today, thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these Big Bash Dailies, snapping up the right mortgages for you, give them a follow on Twitter at bluecrocmoney. We have a game on our hands at the moment, Adelaide Strikers look like they're going to be chasing down the Melbourne Stars, 149 for 7, as it stands at the moment, 2 overs to go, 12 runs required. And Rashid Khan and Ryan Gibson at the crease. A runner ball, though, in this kind of situation. It should be achievable with five wickets left, but we all know what T20's like. It can throw up some strange finishes, so we'll have to see how that goes over the next few minutes or so. Joining me on the podcast today is Michael Baldwin from the Top Order podcast and Ollie Prendergast. Ollie, you are our Melbourne Stars man. How confident are you at the moment? Looks like it might be slipping away from you. Yeah, it was going. It was going okay until that um, the, the last Ralph over with, with the flurry of boundaries. I know he picked up a wicket. They just seem to be about ten runs short all um, all in it. Just to seem to be a, a battle. And they've done well to stay in it, but I just think the strikers just sneak over the line here. And it's, it's an important game, this, for the Melbourne Stars, because they have just fallen away a little bit, haven't they, in the uh, competition, now down into seventh place in the uh, Big Bash ladder. A win today would have been rather handy for them. This will be one win in eight, if they lose this one. So they're in a bit of, I say, a bit of this. It's horrendous form, really, at the wrong wrong time of the tournament. The only plus point is they go now to have five games back in Melbourne, so they'll go regroup at home. But it, it, I think they'll have to win at least four out of five there be making the last five. And Michael, as far as the Adelaide Strikers are concerned, uh, a win today. Uh, Melbourne Stars did take the Big Bash boost point, but three more points today would take the Adelaide Strikers up to third in the ladder. And coming into the kind of business end of the Big Bash League group phase, 
going to be very handily placed for a top five finish, aren't they? Yeah, they're looking good, Adelaide, aren't they? And it's uh, no real surprise that they're captained well. They've got a good balance to their side. And with Alex Carey in pretty good form, it looks like the Adelaide Strikers, although they don't have massive household names, will be a force to be reckoned with come playoff time. And uh, I mean, you're our Brisbane Heat man. I know you've been uh, jollying on the beach down uh, in uh, New Zealand, but you've been keeping tabs on the the big bash. Brisbane Heat obviously lost their last game, but they've had a little bit of a renaissance. I mean, we were all writing them off at the start of the competition, but they've got themselves up into sixth place. Obviously, the top five qualify for the playoffs. They're level on points with the Perth Scorchers who've played a game less as it stands at the moment, but the Heat are going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a look at the table, I mean, the Heat have four wins and the two Sydney teams on top of the table have six wins. So the table is pretty congested, pretty close together. And if you have a look at the fact that the Heat have lost two games either on the last ball or with one or two balls to go, you know, what a difference those two games could have made. Heat at six and three could have been at the top top three or top four of the competition. But as it stands, they're benefiting from some home games in, in both the Brisbane and the Gold Coast stadiums. And if they can continue this little resurgence of form, three wins and then a loss in their last outing. But if they can continue this resurgence of form, they could give the top five a shake, that's for sure. Eight balls left in Adelaide. Seven runs required. Gibson has moved on to 16. Rashid Khan's on four, not out. And Ollie, Melbourne Stars have kept themselves in this game. 149 for seven never looked quite enough. But, you know, we're getting back to that, uh, the old uh, situation that we've, we, we seem to have been in quite a lot recently in these last over finishes that... Yeah, you know, just one big hit and this game's done and dusted for the strikers, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think this game's been lost by Melbourne with the ball. It, again, you look at the, the batting, the, the first game, this is their first game without Poran, which means they're a little bit more exposed. Fletcher keeps up his brilliant record of getting less than 20 every game. So um, his highest score of 18 in nine knocks. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. Today he got out, he's finding new ways to get out as well. He's just hit a full toss down, down the field of throat. It's the same problems. I think they. I think to help the side get have more cohesion and have better power hitting at the end and actually best step all in the loss of Nathan Coulton-Isle is really sticking out now. And I think that's one that the stars back need um, need back ASAP to to help push them towards a playoff finish. Gibson hits a four, so it's just two required from seven deliveries now for the strikers. Pretty much home and hosed there to take three points. Melbourne Stars will pick up one point, and uh, the tail of the tape so far. In this game, 149 for seven by the Melbourne Stars earlier on today. Runs for Marcus Stoinis, 47 from him from 31, but he was out at a rather crucial moment. Um, left Nick Madison with 48 not out to steer the Stars to that 149 for seven. Um, two wickets apiece for Dan Worrell, Wes Agar and Rashid Khan. Rashid Khan making his last appearance at the Big Bash. I hadn't actually realised that until I tuned in today, but Rashid Khan will be no more in this edition of the Big Bash League after today's game. But his uh, last act looks like it's going to be joining Ryan Gibsons to see the uh, Adelaide Strikers across the line. In fact, they just done that. Adelaide Strikers winning that game by five wickets. Runs shared around, really. Phil Salt, 31. 21 for Alex Carey. Jonathan Wells, 36. 19 for Jake Weatherold And Ryan Gibson with that 22 not out at the end, taking them across the line. Two for 20, the standout performance with the ball for the Stars from Adam Zamper. And Ollie, I mean, listening to Glenn Maxwell on the uh, the player mic during that second innings, he, he seemed to be a little bit resigned to the fact that the Stars weren't playing particularly well. But he was happy with their efforts today. You know, about 30 balls out, he was saying, you know, whatever happens today, regardless of the results, I'm happy with the effort the lads have given. And I guess really from a supporter's point of view as well, that's all you, you need to see, isn't it? That everybody's giving everything they've got. 
yeah, I mean, that's, that's a crumb of comfort to take from the game as a Stars fan, you know, accepting that they did. It means a lot. You saw the passion in there in the field that they had, but cricket's about the, the both innings. You've got to do it on both that's bat and ball. And I don't think they had either the ability to deal with some good bowling from the, from, um, the strikers and actually some very poor shot selection and, and poor game management. The amount of dot balls they had and they've just been outplayed there. It, it got a bit closer than it should have really. I think that was a really good performance from Strikers. I think they'll struggle without Rashid Khan, but the stars can't better can't wait to get home now, really. Just get out there and have a new change of scene. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite, they're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Michael, I, I saw Ollie's point on the our WhatsApp group earlier on today to say Andre Fletcher's been um, incredibly inconsistent. And I came back at him to say, well, he's actually been very consistent because he's basically been poor all the way through this competition and three overseas players in each of the sides. But it's important that the three that you choose and that you field actually stand up and, and be counted. And the stars have really uh, been carrying Andre Fletcher through this tournament. You need your big signings to stand up and actually take you to some wins, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you see with the big bash that a lot of the imports tend to be bowlers. The Melbourne Stars have got a, a batsman in, in Andre Fletcher at the top of the order and he hasn't quite come off for them. And I feel like this, it's the same comment that we, that we say about the Melbourne Stars every time we watch them, that the whole is, doesn't quite seem to add up to the sum of the parts. You know, you've got big, big names in that Melbourne Stars side up and down the order. You've got internationals all over the place. Andre Fletcher, of course, plays for the West Indies. Terrific cricketer but they just don't seem to be performing. And, you know, the, the number of or the amount of expectation that's on the Melbourne Stars from all all parts of the media, their fans, you know, the Melbourne public, etc. words like, you know, we're happy with the players' effort tonight, that, that won't provide mm. any comfort to Melbourne Stars fans. They have the expectation of winning and they're always the bridesmaid, it would seem, in grand finals. But they've got that kind of Manchester feel about them. If, unless you're winning... Uh, it's it's not good enough from a fan perspective. And certainly Melbourne, I would think all of their players and their support staff would say that they've probably underperformed so far this season and they certainly haven't got the best out of their overseas players. Looking at the Big Bash League as it stands then after that game today, five-wicket win for the Adelaide Strikers over the Melbourne Stars. Sydney Sixers on 25 points from nine games, 23 points from Sydney Thunder from the same amount of games played. Adelaide Strikers up to third after 10 games, so just four games left for them. They're on 20 points in third place. How about Hurricanes on 19 points from nine games played? Per Scorchers have played eight on 16 points. And then the three teams currently outside of the top five playoff places. Brisbane Heat played nine onto 16 points. Melbourne Stars played nine on 16 points. And the Melbourne Renegades still bringing up the rear of the Big Bash table. Nine points from the nine games played. So Sydney Thunder, Sydney Sixers in the top two berths, Michael, in the table. Melbourne Stars, Melbourne Renegades in the bottom two berths in the Big Bash League. Is there a massive rivalry between those two cities and will the Sydney contingent be rather happy to see the table as it stands at the moment? Oh, absolutely they would. There's uh, a massive Sydney-Melbourne rivalry when it comes to everything, not just sport, but in all all walks and shapes of life. Uh, Melbourne pride themselves on being the sporting capital of Australia, if not the world, and they'll be very disappointed, the Melbourne fans, to see their teams uh, anchored to the bottom of the Big Bash table and they won't be won't be ha- happy at all. But the Sydney fans will be cock hoop the Thunder and the Sydney have looked like the two best sides overall uh, throughout this tournament and uh, that's no surprise. 
to those people who've been following both of those teams because Sydney Sixers obviously defending champions and, and Sydney Thunder are a very well coached and, and well run outfit that uh, are on the improve that's for sure well as I keep saying during these big bash dailies it's not how you start the competition it's how you finish it Sydney as Michael says in the top two berths at the moment playing very very good cricket but still a chance really for if we're, if we're going to probably write off the renegades at this stage although they still have a mathematical chance of getting into the top five there's a nice little battle brewing now between probably the strikers hurricanes scorchers and Brisbane Heat and the Stars for the uh, top five places there. Extended Big Bash playoff situation, Ollie, this time around. Usually four go into those playoffs. And we see the kind of same thing in the IPL, don't we? Where depending on where you finish in the league, you have more of a chance if you're in the top two, you go into the qualifier one, the winner goes straight through to the final. Similar kind of structure to the Big Bash League, but five in it. So fourth place, fifth to start off the the playoffs. And it goes from there. We've talked about whether it's right or wrong to have five out of the eight qualifying for the playoff places. But what it does do, we're getting to that stage in the tournament now with four or five games left for each of the sides where we're starting to really see the, the, the race for the playoffs start to take shape. I mean, if you ask me after two games, if I like the four or five teams, set, uh, five teams get into the playoff setup, I'd have said no. But you ask me now, I'd like it to be extended to the top six as a Stars fan. But um, <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of games now are almost gearing up towards that, towards that playoff style. With so much on it, it's almost, it's not do or die or sudden death, but it's almost that, that sort of knockout where you can almost get yourself into a good position while almost stopping another side making it through. So it has that double-edged side to each game and it makes it more and more competitive. And I'm actually quite pleased it's five teams um, to go through. And I think in some ways it does give that performance, that reward to the teams in the top you know, one and two positions. So I think that that is a good aspect to it. Uh, I'm not sure about where the finals be held. It'd be nice if the team that finished top of the league got to host it or the highest seed left in it. But I'm not sure due to COVID and logistical issues, um, that will be able to happen. Michael, the Renegades who are cast adrift really at the bottom, seven points short of seventh place stars at the moment. Obviously four points for a win. So you can rock it up the table with a series of victories, but with only five games left and the form that they're in, it's not looking very likely. But a team like the Renegades in this kind of situation can be a real thorn in the side of the the other sides gunning for those top five, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. So the Renegades' last three games are against the Stars, the Brisbane Heat and the Hobart Hurricanes. And and they could play spoiler to all three of those teams, really. In fact, they play the Stars twice uh, in the back end of this tournament. So of the Renegades' last four games, they'll play Melbourne twice, Brisbane and Hobart. All of those teams will be looking to make sure that they beat the Renegades and beat them handsomely with the bash boost point to make sure that they maximise their chances of qualifying for the final. So absolutely, the Renegades are available to play spoiler in those games. I'm looking at the schedule and looking uh, with delight at the fact that Brisbane and Perth play each other twice on the run home to the finals on the 19th and the 26th. So they loom as huge games, possibly you know finals deciding games if those Brisbane and, and Perth teams are still occupying fifth and sixth spot going into those fixtures. Yeah, it's a bubbling up, isn't it? Going to get some absolute crackers over the uh, next couple of weeks of this big bash tournament. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. 
If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Let's pick our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match then. Ollie, start with you, your nomination for who has stood out for you in this game. It wasn't a game with one absolute standout performance. I think there was a lot of really good performances. I thought Madison batted well for the Stars. I thought there was a couple of nice bowling performances. So obviously, Rashid Khan bowled well. Where's Agar, who got two for 19 off his four, is just continuing his fantastic form and a lot of talk about him. And I would probably look to go towards him as, as one of the standouts. And again, in their innings, Phil Salt got 31 for the, for the strikers, 36 from Wells. I thought Sandra bowled well as well. 20 of his four and he bowled in the power surge in the power play but today I'd probably go with Wes Agar not necessarily on 100% of this performance but just what he's done throughout the season being so consistent and he deserves some sort of reward for that so yeah that's who my player of the day would be You can't pick a cricketer of the match on what they've done through the season but anyway I'll let you have Wes Agar as your very worthy nomination Michael what about you? Well I was looking at the scorecard and trying to see if anyone passed the eye test on the back end of this Adelaide chase and I went into this thinking I'll just agree with whatever Ollie says because it's very difficult to pick a player of the match just looking at the scorecard but I thought Jonathan Wells paced the chase really really well Adelaide started to look a little bit wobbly when Salt went and then Carey went and I just felt like he stabilised their innings a little bit top scored in the chase so I would give it to Jonathan Wells just stabilising that Adelaide chase and, and all but seeing them home towards the end there well, purely on the basis that Ollie's picked his cricketer of the match on their season's performance, I'm going to go with Michael and Michael's nomination today. Jonathan Wells, 36 from 27 balls, two fours, two sixes, and he did steer his team very close to the finish line today in Adelaide Strikers. Five-wicket win in the Big Bash League over the Melbourne Stars. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook, Blue Crocodile. Ollie, you've been telling me on WhatsApp, I've missed this news, that there is a slight rescheduling of what, of what we've got left in terms of uh, venue, I think, more than anything else because of COVID in various states in Australia. Could you very, very quickly give us a quick run-through on what that means to us over the next few weeks? Yeah. Um, there's seven games that are affected. So these start on the 14th of January. Brisbane Heat against Renegades, that's moved from the Marvel Stadium where the Renegades played to the Manuka Oval. No change of time. And then on the 21st of Jan, the strikers for Brisbane Heat was at the MCG. That's now been played at Adelaide Oval. On the 22nd of Jan, the Sydney Sixers and the Thunder was going to be at the SCG. That's now at the Adelaide Oval. On the 24th of Jan, the Thunder versus the Strikers, that's at the Adelaide Oval. That was previously at the Sydney Showground Stadium. On the 24th of Jan, the Sixers versus the Hurricanes, that's at the um, MCG now, was previously at the SCG. 25th, the Strikers versus the Thunder, that's at the Adelaide Oval now, previously was at the Sydney Showground Stadium. And finally, on the 26th of Jan, Brisbane Heat versus the Scorchers, venue TBC, and that was previously at the SDG. Beautifully done. So in, in a yes-no answer, we have the same fixtures on the same days, but just different venues. Yeah, that's right, James. It, it, it doesn't seem to change the schedule, just change of venues at the moment. Marvellous. That's fantastic. Well, one of the um, things I've noticed over the last couple of days of the TV coverage of the Big Bash has been they've mic'd up the captains. Aaron Finch the other day for the Renegades, and we saw Glenn Maxwell in the field today. And it's a real insight into what they're actually saying to bowlers how they're thinking. Michael, I don't know whether you've, you've watched it or not, but it was really good today. The strikers needed four from two balls from the last two balls of the 
10th over to get the big bash boost point. Glenn Maxwell was on mic and um, they got a single off the first one. And then he walked across to Adam Zamper and basically said, right, this is what I want you to do. He said, if he slog sweeps, yeah, that's fine. You know, that's, that's his shot. But if he does anything else, if he carves you over cover or something like that, then I'm, I'm not going to be so happy. But really simple instructions. Aaron Finch was exactly the same. Kept it very concise. Gave his plan in a bite-sized piece of information to his bowler and then just walked away. Yeah, you're good with that? Walked away. I think it's really interesting to see how the captains do that. And yeah, I think if I was a captain, as I am doing now, I'd be waffling along and doing stuff and probably taking loads of time. They're very on point and the bowlers know exactly what the captain's expecting. It's quite interesting to hear what they uh, they have to say. Yeah, absolutely. And it just goes to the mindset of captaincy in a 2020 team where you have to deliver your message really succinctly and, and really clearly. It doesn't pay to have any kind of miscommunication at all because with only 120 balls to play with in an innings, every ball is so, so valuable from a bowling point of view. So the captain absolutely has to get his messages and his plans right and he has to be really succinct and clear in communicating to them. I must say I haven't seen the coverage or heard that, but it wouldn't surprise me that they're keeping their messages very straightforward and very simple to their bowling unit. And Ollie, ahead of the Renegades game the other day, Aaron Finch had the, had the group in the huddle and allowed the TV cameras to hear what he was saying then as well. And considering the Renegades had a dire time in the tournament, he was basically just saying, lads, just be positive. Let's go for this. Let's enjoy it. Let's get out there and you know dive on every ball, maximise our opportunities. And a very positive message at the start of that that obviously inspired the Renegades to go off and win it. it, it I think it's been really interesting to hear the captains and how they actually approach it. You can see that they're, a lot of the people who are chosen captain are our natural leaders and you see that from Finch's input there he was dominant with a lot of the playing decisions as well when he was canned up at uh, Mike Clark and he actually feels that he was in control of that situation and he was talking to the bowler and he felt that and it looked like he was taking responsibility for the decisions being made so it, it took a bit of that pressure off the bowler I, I've been really impressed with obviously they're in a losing side but Aaron Finch on the mic and actually his persona that he gives off there even in a losing side, he looks like he's the, the, the main brunt of everything in that team, good and bad, and he'll soak that up for the rest of the team, which must be a really good influence. And I've been critical of Glenn Maxwell in the last couple of games, but today was really good to see. Good to see that he was taking it on, and, and actually nice to see that um, insight into what he's providing back to those players as a leader. It's such a good way of measuring it and actually getting a better view of the game. I think it's quite refreshing to hear it, isn't it? When you said to Zampa, you know, I don't mind if you get slog swept, but if, you know, if anything else happens, then I've set my feel for that. So, you know, you know, you're happy, get on with it. And Zampa bowled a really good ball. And first thing Maxwell did, I think he got actually a really good catch, didn't he, off the the final ball of the 10th over. Maxwell just rushes across to Zampa and said, well done, mate. That's exactly what I wanted from you. You know, as a, as a player in that in that captain's side, you know exactly what's expected of you and uh, can't go too wrong with that, can you? Although the stars did and they lost today. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Um, let's finish off with the uh, 
test match uh, very quickly. Just have a you know, fantastic rear guard action today from the Indians in uh, the Sydney Cricket Ground. Don't think anybody gave them a prayer. Fantastic performance. And it just shows you, Michael, doesn't it? Test match cricket. We can, you know, we all love white ball. We're heavily invested in this big bash league, but you get the red ball out, you play it over five days, you get continued drama. You know, even a team just dogging it out for a draw on that final day. It is real drama, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic test match cricket. What an enthralling day of test cricket we witnessed today. And not because there, there was a result, but, you know, all results were possible going into the afternoon session. I think at lunch, India would feel like they had a really good chance of winning that game. Uh, but it took a one-legged performance from Hanum Bahari, who was outstanding, and a real real show of courage from uh, from Ashwin as well to face some pretty hostile bowling in the back end of that day and they were incredible just seeing off Australia over those last two sessions between the two of them an absolutely outstanding performance and you know I would have loved to see Australia win that test match but you have to take your hat off to the Indian batsman punt uh, Pujara, who resisted Australia for so long, and then Vahari, who'd never faced more than 100 balls or so uh, in his first-class career in the fourth innings of a match, to to do that, 23 not out off 161, and, and Ashwin not out 39 off 128, to, to resist Australia for as long as they did and, and to wear Australia out. And I think one of the impacts that will we'll tell over time is what physical and mental impact that resistance will have on the Australian team bowlers backing up in three or four days time in Brisbane. And what it does do Ollie, it gives us an enthralling test match at Brisbane doesn't it? Going into that game um, level pegging now after three test matches, go to Brisbane, everything to play for, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, First of all, great that they're going to Brisbane to, to share it around on a, on a good pitch which will really test the Indians. Like Michael said and, and he hit nail head, how much will that take out of the Aussie bowlers, not just physically but mentally, just keep coming in, running in hard all the time. I mean that's got to be really draining and also how much is it going to give the Indians who are tired on a, a, a tour that's meant a lot of lockdown just that little bit of energy to get them through those last five days finish it at the Gabba and get away with a great result and hopefully for them retain the, the trophy I, I think for India it's crucial just as another measure on it on the World Test Championship that they come away with there without losing and if that does happen it means they can um, they can afford to almost not win one of the games against England to guarantee themselves a place in the in the World Test Championship final, which is their overall goal. I mean, that would be a fantastic outcome for India. Draw a win in Australia and then qualify for the World Test Championship. What a year for them. Yeah, absolutely brilliant test match and uh, can't wait for the one at Brisbane. I tweeted quite mischievously fairly early on on day five that how much will the Australians be thinking about Headingley 2019? Didn't quite come to that. Nobody did a Ben Stokes, but still didn't get the win. And I know uh, the Australians weren't particularly happy with life at the end of uh, day five there. So they will have to pick themselves up. The Indians will be absolutely tired from their uh, resistance, but will take a lot of belief, I think, from that uh, performance. So Brisbane is going to be exceptional. Ollie and Michael, thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, thanks as always, James. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, James. Absolute pleasure indeed from my perspective as well. And thank you everybody out there for listening too to the uh, Big Bash Dailies as we go through this competition all the way through every day until we get to the final on the 6th of February. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these Big Bash Dailies. As the name suggests, I'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then.
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.